You're tuned to WFHB. Volunteer-powered, listener-supported. Community Radio for South Central Indiana. Good afternoon. Reporting for WFHB, this is Benedict Jones. And I'm Dee Kaker. This is the WFHB Local News for Monday, March 20th, 2023. Later in the program, WFHB correspondent Zero Rose asks Kelly Conaway, proprietor of Drift Botanicals, about what tips she might give for non-toxic, environmentally responsible options for green spring cleaning. More in today's feature report. There is just so much that wouldn't be possible within the community that makes Bloomington Bloomington if it wasn't for volunteers. That's local business owner Melinda Cedar, one of the original Wonder Lab moms, reflecting on her family legacy of service to Bloomington culture. We'll hear more from her later on in the show on a new episode of Activate, featuring real people working for positive change in our community. First, your daily headlines. The Monroe County Council met on March 14th. During council liaison updates, council member Jennifer Crossley shared that she has seen improvements at the jail and can tell the sheriff's department is working on making changes. I know the public has been very much invested and interested in what the uh, sheriff and jail commander um, are doing in in light of the presentation that was earlier this year in January. I don't want to say that's my second home because that sounds weird, but it sounds like um, I feel like I've been there a a lot just to make sure what is going on. Um, And folks have been asking and uh, I feel like there is progress that is continuing to be made um, with the help of the sheriff, jail commanders, um, uh, Chief Deputy Parker and, and others. So. I was able to take, and I think some of the colleagues here was able to do the same as well, but we were able to take um, an extensive tour of what it looks like. And from last year's somewhat tour versus this year's uh, tour, I can tell you that it it feels like night and day and that it also feels like, and I know Command or Joe Commander Gibbons said this a lot, that they're really trying to change the culture and how folks that are being housed in there now um, versus the staff are trying to really try to change that. And I witnessed that and through, you know, the the bumping of the fist or, you know, Sheriff Marte talking to some of the inmates and the inmates having conversations. And I was actually able to have some of conversations with some of the female inmates as well. And so again, while we know that our, the jail is not perfect by any means, it is a night and day difference. And I just wanted to say kudos to the sheriff and his administration for the continuing efforts of trying to make it a humane and just place uh, as we move forward. Council member Kate Wiltz spoke on her disappointment with the Community Justice Response Committee report. Wilts note that the committee has not been treating each other with the respect they deserve. Well, I had an update. Um, okay, it's more of a comment, um, but I'm doing it now anyway, even though because it's about it was prodded by CJRC and um, along with Councillor Iverson and Councillor Crossley, I'm um, on the CJRC, which is the Criminal Justice Reform Committee. I had to miss last week's meeting which was unfortunate. Um, But I 
I watched it and I didn't get to watch it until just this afternoon. So it kind of was on my mind as I'm starting this meeting. And I just feel compelled to express a little disappointment in how we treat each other. Um, and specifically in places of, of power, like that type of committee or this body, um, we need to be especially careful to make sure we're holding each other more accountable for our actions and our words. And I'm specifically referring to those um, directed toward people of color. Um, I, I, I am someone who very much values keeping peace. And in fact, I just earlier today, my husband said, okay, get out there, go keep the peace. And I just, you know what, it's, it might be trite, but keeping the peace is an inactive way to be. And I'm working hard to be more active and more proactive in supporting my colleagues of color. And I'm going to be making more peace instead of keeping it. And I'm going to be holding my colleagues accountable for their actions and their words. And I'm, I just feel compelled to say it. I didn't want to wait another week to be in CJRC and have to react again to what's going on in that body. But um, there's a very important work to be done and we need respect. We need respect with our actions and our words. And I can't say it more clearly than that. Um, I'm not going to continue to put up with the disrespect that I have been witnessing. That's all I'm going to say about that. During New Business, Director of the Monroe County Public Library, Greer Carson, asked the council to approve the new appointment of the Board of Trustees. And we have an excellent candidate that we are eager to see you all uh, appoint to our Board of Trustees. Um, we are seeing the departure of a longtime trustee in Fred Reisinger, who's getting his four consecutive term limit, has been an incredible servant to the library and the community by way of that. And of course, had a very interesting time for the library as we're about to open our new branch, uh, expanding some internal structural changes that we've been working on, some new positions, and a whole new generation of library professionals are just some of the many uh, projects and challenges and initiatives that we're taking on. And I had a good conversation with Ms. Hull, um, whom I've actually known as a school librarian uh, with my kids and recent past. Uh, so a familiar face, someone who clearly understands uh, library's mission, but also the importance of intellectual freedom and free and equitable access to information, which is a huge part of what we do. So we feel very comfortable and confident in this individual and look forward to moving forward with the process. Council member Marty Hawk suggested that a county council member be appointed to the Library Board of Trustees as a liaison to better support them. Council member Trent Deckard commended the Monroe County Public Library Board of Trustees for their work and their leadership with the development of the Southwest branch. I do think it sounds like you have found an ideal candidate, and that is awesome. I, I want to recognize really the importance of the library while you're here, um, and I think it's important for us always to come back to that, and I hear that theme. Uh, as a kid growing up, uh, particularly out in the, the junior high, high school days out near Ellettsville, that branch was absolutely indispensable to my own personal growth. And so I'm pleased about the Southside branch 
that is going in. And that, that is the kind of leadership I think that this board has done and had vision for, you know, as a kid, kind of seeing just the library as a, a central downtown place, that's a singular vision, but there, there's been expansion in leadership. And I appreciate that. I also want to recognize Mr. Reisinger. I had a chance to catch up with him recently and he was telling me lots of great stories, uh, some about writing textbooks and some about library experiences. And it's awesome to see someone uh, of this caliber come on to replace that kind of service. And that's absolutely huge. Uh, when we were working with uh, the library board on the new branch, it was also awesome to see you uh, all and your predecessor make decisions about that structure that, that preserved also the trees that had been put in there by the, the students at Bachelor over a number of years. Well, a few of us heard from some constituents on that, wanted to keep those trees, and the library board bent over backwards to make sure that we not only got the facility, which is absolutely awesome, will be life-changing in that area, uh, but you also made room for a few trees. And so the library leads, and I always say this, if you think about co-work spaces and all that, we get very excited about co-work space. The library was the original co-work space. You go in there any time of the day, you're going to see people either applying for jobs, connecting with family, getting their books. I got a little one back there that does that all the time. Uh, I wrote my master's thesis in your uh, silent reading room, and I'm grateful for it because there was no silent reading room in my house, and I needed that. So. This is this is huge, and I'd love to see us put a liaison on there. I might fight someone for it, but uh, not fight. That wouldn't be the library way, but I'm grateful <laughs> for you being here. Thank you very much. Deckard supported Hawk's suggestion to appoint a council liaison and shared that he would be interested in the position. The council approved the appointment of Christine Hall unanimously. The Monroe County Council will meet again on April 11th. In today's feature report, WFHB correspondent Zero Rose asks Kelly Conaway, proprietor of Drift Botanicals, about her reasons for starting a green cleaning company and what tips she might give for non-toxic, environmentally responsible options for green spring cleaning. We turn to Zero Rose for more. We had a 75 degree day the other day and me that's kind of instant summer but uh that i think got a lot of people already starting to rattle around the house in the yard and start getting things renewed do you have any uh basic suggestions for uh ways to avoid i know one of the goals your product is to eliminate use of plastics and that you've uh used glass so, I mean, I think that's one of the things when you're really thinking about choosing a healthy product. First of all, I would recommend um, checking out the website ewg.org. They rate thousands of products, cleaning products, personal care products also. And they it's shocking when you get on that website, they letter grade all the products and they look at um, your health as a human. And then they also look at, they look at environmental impacts of these cleaners. Um, so they letter grade it and you would be shocked at the products that are, you know, labeled and branded as natural and what's in them. 
So they'll look at the ingredient on every single product, you know, and then they rate the ingredient depending on human health, environmental health, you know, sustainably mined, you know, they look at a lot of different stuff. So I would look at the products that you're using in your home. I would go to ewg.org. You're just going to enter it in a search bar and they will letter grade it A, B, C, D, F. So that's how you can find really clean, good products that work well. But I also wanted to take mine a step further and put it in glass reusable bottles because most of us are pretty aware of the plastic problem. I, I think it's what, I think it's like 5% of plastics are actually recycled. I mean, when we're really thinking about spring cleaning, I would say, first of all, decluttering, right? Which that's a whole nother topic, but really getting rid of stuff that you're no longer using. And there's a lot of great organizations to donate them to in this town. Try everything you can before it ends up in the landfill. Um, but then, yeah, on microplastics, a lot of people think of cleaning, you know, just as hygiene. But really, when it comes to dusting and mopping, that's like a number one way that you're going to remove the microplastics, the forever PFAS. You're going to remove those from your house through dusting and mopping. And, you know, they have those Swiffer, Swiffer dusters. Those are great for like the tops of fans and stuff, but really I don't, I kind of just view those as like moving it around, you know, cycling it through the air. So when we're really talking about removing microplastics in our home, um, you know, I would just use an all-purpose cleaner, spray some on a rag, and you're going to wipe everything down. So you're really removing it from your home. You're not just spreading it around. But yeah, and there, it's also interesting when you think about the different ways microplastics get in our home, you know, and they're kind of just shower curtain liners, you know, furniture, rugs. They're in so many of our textiles now. One of the things that you could possibly do is air drying any um, clothing that's made with polyester. Because when you throw your that fleece in the dryer, yeah, it's just, you know, microplastics. So there's a lot of things we can think about with removing them from our home, but mopping and dusting are really important for that reason. And as an all-purpose cleaner, you mean what as a substance? Well, um, there's a, I mean, there's a bunch of different brands that make an all-purpose cleaner. So, you know, I prefer mine. <laughs> which is the multitasker you can find it at blooming foods rose hill farm stop um but it's really simple but you can make your own multi or all-purpose cleaner with just water a little bit of vinegar maybe a drop of dish soap shake it up that's super basic um if you want to you can add a couple drops of essential oil but i mean keeping it as basic as possible when it comes to an all-purpose cleaner because you're just you know there's a lot of I think misconceptions about actual um, antibacterial cleaners especially with the COVID and all of that but if you're going to really if you're really working to like remove bacteria 
a lot of these cleaners, you're supposed to spray it on the surface and leave it there like 15 minutes. So most of your cleaners are actually just all-purpose cleaners and they're just removing a layer of dust, dirt, and grime. It's not really an antibacterial. And so as far as different surfaces, you're talking in terms of uh, all-purpose, but I guess it was avoid alcohol on wood. Is there anything that, uh, you know, would require something a little different and or maybe the kind of degreasing? Sure. Yeah. When you're thinking about spring cleaning, I would really just think about top to bottom. So if you're really going to go for it, you know, you're going to stop, you're going to look at the very top, you're going to go for cobwebs and you're just going to go down. So you're going to remove dust on like door frames or like the um, ledge on trim, ceiling fans, you know, it might sound a little extreme, but washing your walls. With hot soapy water, you wouldn't believe how dirty our walls get. Um, windows, windowsills, you know, your um, baseboards, <laughs> baseboard, they get disgusting. But then also focusing on, you know, at least once or twice a year, our appliances. So that's where sometimes you need, you might need a, a heavier degreaser. So, um, the grime buster actually works really well on appliances. Um, but like oven cleaners are one of the most toxic cleaners. I won't touch a conventional oven cleaner. It's, you know, luckily most of our ovens are self-cleaning, but you could also make um, a baking soda paste. So you're going to just have baking soda, add a small amount of water till you make a paste smear that on the inside of your whole oven um, and then you can spray it down with like um, kind of a vinegar dishwater detergent mixture and that's gonna release a lot of the grime and then use I call them there's probably a more official name but I call it non-scratchy scratchy pads so they're the blue scratchy pads but they're not going to scratch the surfaces of your appliances um, so those are good to get, you know, your the oven vent, the oven hood vent once or twice a year. Soak that in hot soapy water with a little, basically everything, hot soapy water with a little vinegar. You're good to go. Keep it simple. And uh, how about the different uh, floors? I've always... Um, for 15 years, cleaning floors, every single floor surface, hot soapy water, a little splash of vinegar. We're not talking about cleaning vinegar. Okay, I'm talking about like a cooking vinegar, 5% acetic acid. A little splash of vinegar if you want some essential oils, but every single floor surface, that's all I use. A lot of times, um, floor cleaners, even if they're somewhat natural, you know, like method or um, a lot of times they can really create like a buildup on your floors. So hot soapy water, don't use those weird Swiffer pads. Those are loaded with a bunch of nasty stuff. Um, and then I use, there's several different kinds, but I use what's called a Bona mop. So it has a removable mop head that you can throw in the washing machine when you're done. So, um, that's what I use on every single surface, tile, wood, laminate, 
all of it. Your company is Drift Botanicals, and uh, and so you do things like candles and stuff, and that it's plant based. Do you? Uh, how do you source that? Do you grow any of that? I mean, we grow a lot of it. Um, we've been planting more. I'm looking at it right now. We've been planting more and more lavender, peppermint, and spearmint. And then we have a still that we steam distill our own essential oils. So really trying to keep things local, keep things in the in our loop of production. Um, I use organic vinegar in my cleaners. I try to really make it as clean as possible. Purified water, organic cornstarch. Um, and a lot of people ask why that matters in cleaning products. And it really matters because of just organic farming practices, you know. Conventional farming is like one of the worst things for our planet. So um, we really like to think think through our supply chain as much as possible and really choose the ecological choices. But yeah, we steam distill a lot of our essential oil. If I don't, we're at this point, we're at a pretty good production level with it. But um, I also have ordered um, organic dried lavender from Mountain Rose Herbs, I think it's called, out in Oregon. But always, um, always going organic. Up next, we have Activate, narratives from people making positive change, done in collaboration with the Bloomington Volunteer Network. Today's episode features local business owner, Melinda Cedar, one of the original Wonder Lab moms, reflecting on her family legacy of service to Bloomington culture. We turn now to the latest installment of Activate on the WFHB Local News. Activate, featuring real people working for positive change in our community, encouraging you to get involved, live your passion, and make a difference. My name is Melinda Cedar. Uh, my husband and I own Worldwide Automotive Service, and we've been in Bloomington since 1990. Uh, I have a history of doing everything from running our recycling programs in the 90s to helping out with theater to helping out with the, the beginnings of Wonder Lab and then also turning a couple of crazy daughters loose in the world who are still here in Bloomington doing great things. So many things within a community are fueled by people volunteering, whether it's the Little League team, or whether it's the volunteers at Wonder Lab, or it's the volunteers helping at the food bank. There is just so much that wouldn't be possible within the community that makes Bloomington Bloomington if it wasn't for volunteers. And by volunteering as a parent, and bringing the kid along, they start to recognize that. And what's been wonderful is to watch my daughters grow up to have their own volunteer activities that they do within the community that have made it a special place, not only for them, but for the people they've helped introduce to new, new ideas and, and new services. I think probably within Bloomington that is a, a crown jewel as far as I'm concerned is Wonder Lab. 
Uh, it's a community treasure because many communities our size don't have something as well run and as widespread touching the community as that. People come from many counties around. We've had the compliment with the museum that it's fun to go to a big science museum, but as a parent, you sometimes get a little paranoid about losing the kids. We've literally had people say, I love Wonder Lab because I, I can see where they are the whole time, so that the parent's having fun at the same time the kid is. The other thing that we have done in the community is our kind of foray into the arts is working in the world of theater. We are a very fortunate community in that there are those opportunities for theater in this community. Theater takes money. It takes far more money than most people imagine. And if it wasn't for volunteers coming in and working alongside the paid staff, we wouldn't get to go see a cool play or a musical, and then kids wouldn't get the chance to, to get up on stage and, and learn a lot of confidence by portraying a role themselves. I think one of my favorite stories with Cardinal, they did a production of The Diary of Anne Frank. Those productions were done in conjunction with a lot of the schools because they took a famous work of literature that the students had read and they brought it to life on stage. So I'm on the buses with these kids and they're being all rowdy on the way there and they're all excited and we get them in there and we get them in the seats to watch Anne Frank and you realize that some of these children have never been to live theater. So there were times when things were going on within the play that they would like, oh no, and the teachers have to quiet them down. The play ends in the sad note of Mr. Frank coming back in and explaining what happened to Anne. When that man stepped out on stage, you could have heard a pin drop. Those kids were in that story. We get back on the bus to ride back to the junior high, and they were all reading their programs. I came on a noisy, rowdy bus. I came back with junior high kids, incredibly changed from having seen that production. I always get a little bit teary-eyed thinking about it because that's what theater can do. I think that within any community, there are things that you love yourself, that you need to kind of take a look at and ask yourself if it would be there if it weren't for the volunteers powering it. There is no experience necessary for a lot of the things that you can help with in the community. And if you stop and just take a moment to think about how many things there are in the community that would not exist if people didn't volunteer, and everyone can volunteer. Well, this is Melinda Cedar, hoping that you all find a great place to contribute your abilities in this community. And I hope to see you around town. You've been listening to Activate, true stories from friends and neighbors who stand up for what they believe in. Activate is a partnership between WFHB and the City of Bloomington Volunteer Network, working together to build a strong, healthy, and engaged community with production support from the students in the media school at Indiana University. You can learn more about volunteer opportunities in the WFHB listening area online at bloomingtonvolunteernetwork.org. That's bloomingtonvolunteernetwork.org. Support for WFHB Local News is brought to you by MPI Solar, a Bloomington business specializing in solar hot water, solar electricity, and solar hot air systems. MPI Solar designs and installs solar power generation systems that encourage independence and individual responsibility. 
More information online at mpisolar.com. You've been listening to the WFHB Local News. Today's headlines were written by Noel Herhusky Schneider in partnership with CATS, Community Access Television Services. Our feature was produced by Zero Rose. Today's edition of Activate was produced by Chad Carruthers, Michelle Moss, Avon Henke, and Leah Corcora. Our theme music is provided by Mark Bingham and the Social Climbers. For WFHB, this is your engineer and executive producer, Cade Young. And I'm Benedict Jones. Thanks for supporting Indiana's only volunteer-powered, listener-supported, independent daily news program. You can hear tonight's full broadcast online at WFHB.org. The WFHB Local News is also available as a podcast. Just search our call letters WFHB wherever you listen to your podcasts. Subscribe to never miss another local news program. Stay tuned for With Good Reason, coming up next on WFHB. You've been listening to the WFHB Local News on WFHB Community Radio. Our news is written and reported by volunteers working to provide local news, cover local issues, and strengthen our local community. We invite you to participate. You may submit questions, comments, and story ideas to news at WFHB.org. You can become a WFHB local news volunteer by attending new volunteer orientation. Feel free to check out the WFHB local news archive at WFHB.org to find newscasts, individual stories, and catch a live feed of the WFHB local news. We are local, longer, 